My name is Padraig Tuma, and once I was on the underground train in London and in the underground in London people don't talk at all really and somebody in the middle of this carriage was sitting and was crying and it was obvious but there was a kind of a respect and an awkwardness in trying not to draw too much attention to it. Eventually one person next to the person who was crying put a Kleenex on her knee and that was taken with gratitude. Everything was done in silence. And then the person on the other side offered a peppermint. And somehow the humor of it all and the tenderness and the languagelessness of everything combined to make that a moment that I've never forgotten. Reading Salan in a Subway Station by Carolina Ibade. I can't say whether the other commuters stand arrested by this music, the accordion player near the vendor's hutch, but it comes toward me, world sorrow, drafting through the hyaline shell of myself in thought. Reconstruction delays, the stench of piss and nothing weather-shaped, nothing ocean-spun. Steam hammers and dynamite tunneled out a labyrinth, this inner ear where eros doesn't linger. Unbeautiful in its vaults and watt hours, its generations of mice. The wall is dinged and saccharine glazed where he plays in a suit. I follow his fingers' minuscule work over a column of keys, drawing out and in the melody of that pleated lung. It lifts away from us, climbing the stairs past horse patrols and jewellery hawks, past scaffolding and saplings blown like tonifants, past fruit stands, placards and idle greyhounds, the corridors of silver buildings, the thunder with silver veins. It lifts away because it seeks the high, lone sun. Admit his music, cause of all. It is handmade. This poem is an amazing gathering together of the experience of reading something while you're in a subway station and at the same time taking in so much else that's happening. The locale that's described in this poem is so extraordinary. Reconstruction delays, the stench of piss and nothing weather-shaped, nothing ocean-spun, and then there's hammers and dynamite tunnelling out a labyrinth. And then there's a busker too playing. And it's not only that, but Carolina Abate is also taking the music that that busker is offering on the pleated lung of the accordion and allowing that to rise like a prayer up from the subway, up to the overworld, and then rising even further past these tall buildings, up into the sky and up to what she calls cause of all. That's hyphenated, that phrase, almost like it's a new name for God, or she's referring to an old name for God. Admit his music, cause of all, it is handmade. 
the poem really is something like a prayer from the bowels of the earth in the subway station. And it gathers in the living and the dead and it gathers in the sad and it wraps the sad in the beautiful music of the accordion and amplifies and dignifies it with the elegance of a prayer offering through music. This poem always, to my mind, signifies a certain way of looking at sadness. And partly that's by the evocation of Paul Salan. And I'll talk about him in a while. But even before that, there's this reference to how the music of the accordion comes toward the speaker of this poem. The accordion player near the vendor's hutch. And then the music comes toward me, world sorrow drafting. And world sorrow is a gorgeous word from German and Paul Salan wrote in German for his whole life. Weltschmerz is the word in German. It kind of implies that when the sadness of the world is on you, it can be used in a way to speak about not being sad because something particular happened to you on your way to work, but being sad because of world sadness. Years ago, I had a colleague, Karen, and sometimes you say, well, how are you today, Karen? And she'd say, oh, I have a bit of the Weltschmerz on me. She was a great one for many languages. And I loved the way that she'd do that. And I think there's something about having a word for it, Weltschmerz, that allows you to realize that not all sadness comes from you, but sometimes you are just wearing the world's sadness for a while and trying to figure out what to do with that. And in many ways, this is what Carolina Ebade is doing here. She's wearing the world's sadness in a subway, listening to the melancholy music of the accordion, finding a way that that Weltschmerz is elevated into something like a lament that also has the characteristic of a lullaby and a prayer. And she is, by her own music of the poem, amplifying everybody's life that was involved, the train drivers, the other commuters, the generations of mice, Paul Salan, the accordion player, everybody is being brought into this music that's being admitted into the halls of the cause of all. This accordion player is a wonder, wearing a suit. And then there's intimacy and the intricacy of the playing of the accordion. I'm amazed at all the complicated ways that your hands are supposed to be doing many different things, as well as allowing this beautiful instrument to breathe, drawing out and in the melody of that pleated lung. I heard loads of accordions being played growing up in Irish music sessions, squeeze boxes, we'd call them. And her description of it makes me feel like the accordion in her poem is alive and it's breathing and it has a melody of its own because the melody lifts away from us. And the melody, the music from this accordion player is even bigger than the accordion player and bigger than everything that's happening in the underground or in the subway, bigger than what's happening even on the overground, this large city, somehow the music is able to gather all desire and all sadness and allow that to rise and hopefully be admitted into something eternal. 
This is a poem of 22 lines arranged in two stanzas, one longer one and one shorter one. Every second line is indented a little bit. And so as you look down the left-hand column of the poem, you see the way that the poem indents and then goes back to the margin and indents and goes back to the margin, almost like you're following the indentations of the lung, the pleats of the accordion. And so the poem itself is reminiscent of the shape and the space in between the two stanzas is the line in the melody and then there's a stanza break of that pleated lung. <laughs> so it's so lovely. There's almost a, a breath that this poem has to take the same way that you can sometimes hear an accordion take a breath and a person take a breath. This amplifies silence that's at the heart of any prayer, silence that's at the heart of every conversation of dignity. What is said and what isn't said are both in beautiful conversation with each other. Caroline Ebed is reading Paul Salan, and he was a Romanian-born poet. His family were annihilated by the Nazis. He was from a German-speaking Jewish family in Romania, and he eventually settled in Paris, and he wrote in German all of his life. And the language for him was a mother tongue and also a lament. When you read his work, and I've only read English translations of his work, there is a, a deep sadness in his work because he is trying to bear witness to a language that failed him. And he isn't mentioned much in this poem, but what is is the plaintive sound of the accordion that's rising like a prayer from the depth of the earth. And Salan died by drowning himself in the Seine when he was about 50. And this poem seems to be allowing a music from the depths of the earth, from the subway, to rise up, to be something that is of the everlasting, something that is admitted to the halls of God, the music of the accordion player, the music of Paul Salan's gorgeous work. And also, and critically, I think, Carolina Bade's way of paying attention to the sadness that's coming towards her from the poetry, but also allowing that to be mixed in with beauty. And that's one of the things I think I am always left with in this poem is her capacity to gather everything together. The lament, the exhaustion of a city, Paul Salan's life. She's able to hold all the sadness of that and not let that sadness end her. She brings music to it, honouring Salan, honouring the accordion player and also honouring the vibrant music of life happening in a busy city, even underground. All the sounds that are rising up, she lets them all sound like something called prayer. Reading Salan in a Subway Station by Carolina Ebed I can't say whether the other commuters stand arrested by this music, the accordion player near the vendor's hutch, but it comes toward me, world sorrow, drafting through the highline shell of myself in thought. Reconstruction delays, the stench of piss and nothing weather-shaped, nothing ocean-spawn. Steam hammers and dynamite tunnelled out a labyrinth, this inner ear where eros doesn't linger. 
unbeautiful in its vaults and watt hours, its generations of mice. The wall is dinged and saccharine glazed where he plays in a suit. I follow his fingers' minuscule work over a column of keys, drawing out and in the melody of that pleated lung. It lifts away from us, climbing the stairs past horse patrols and jewellery hawks, past scaffolding and saplings blown like tonifants, past fruit stands, placards and idle greyhounds, the corridors of silver buildings, the thunder with silver veins. It lifts away because it seeks the high lone sun. Admit his music, cause of all. It is handmade. subway station comes from the book You Ask Me to Talk About the Interior. Thank you to Carolina Abade and Noemi Press, who gave us permission to use Carolina's poem. Read it on our website at onbeing.org. Poetry Unbound is Gautam Shrikishan, Eddie Gonzalez, William Bo, Lucas Johnson, Amy Chatelaine, Kayla Edwards, and me, Chris Hegel. Our music is composed and provided by Gautam Shrikishan and Blue Dot Sessions. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios, which is located on Dakota land. Open your world to poetry with us by subscribing to our Substack newsletter at poetryunbound.org. You may also enjoy our other podcast, On Being with Krista Tippett, or our newsletter, The Pause. Visit us at onbeing.org to find out more. Friends, thanks very much for listening to Poetry Unbound. Whether you're new or whether you've listened to them all, your attention makes everything worthwhile. And I've got some news. I've written a book, Poetry Unbound, 50 Poems to Open Your World. There's 50 poems, each with a fresh essay written by me. I'd love it if you'd pre-order it or pre-order a few and join up to our free interactive newsletter. Links to everything at poetryunbound.org. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota.